Welcome to From Story to Impact, where we talk about the stories of our lives. I'm your host, Steve Gallegos, and this show is produced by the Voices of Impact Awards. If this is your first time watching this video or listening to the podcast version, I'm super excited, genuinely super excited that you're here. The Voices of Impact Awards was created to celebrate the voices that inspire humanity. And when we say voices, we're talking about voices from people like you with experiences and lessons learned that can help others do better and be better in their careers, their businesses, and in their relationships. Now, we all have a favorite story, the one that motivates us, the one that makes us laugh, the one that makes us cry. And it is these stories that connect us together as humans. So to learn more and apply for your chance to be a finalist and possibly win $20,000 in cash and a book publishing contract from Morgan James Publishing, go to voiawards.com and become one of our storytellers. We look forward to meeting you there. And speaking of stories, my guest today is a storyteller from the word go, actually from the word send it. Mr. Jeff Lavin is in our virtual studio today, and we're, I'm so excited to bring him here today because the guy is super fun, super accomplished, super fun, super accomplished, and what more can I say other than he's super fun and he's super accomplished, right? He's known as the Shredneck from his days as a professional snowboarder. He's a best-selling author, and um, he's a, uh, a free range human and he'll explain a little bit about that. I think it means that he's got a lot of pasture to roam in and he uses the entire world as his pasture, as, as you'll hear here in a second. Anyway, just a fabulous, fabulous individual. He's one of our official resource partners at the Voices of Impact Awards. And I'm super proud to call him my friend, Jeff Lavin. Welcome to the studio, Jeff. Hey, thanks so much, Steve. Uh, my pleasure. Um, wicked stoked to chat it up with you, man. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for making the time. I know that you are constantly traveling. You're constantly doing things and connecting people and just uh, living life, as some would say, to the fullest, although I think that's kind of a uh, living life to the fullest. It's kind of, a, you know, a cliche, but but truly, I mean, a, a lot of people that I know, and I know quite a few people, you're one of those that as tightly as we're connected, I don't know if you're going to be in the United States, in Europe, in Central America, or somewhere in between, right? Because you're always on the go. Where are you right now physically? So right now, physically, I'm spending time with uh, my family out here in Maine. Um, one of my favorite times of year is the foliage time. Uh, you get We get the leaf change um, with the colors. Right now, we're approaching peak season up north. And then that'll slowly trickle down to like Southern Maine, but there's no beautiful or no better place to catch these amazing, beautiful colors than out here in New England. And then you got all the, you know, Halloween's coming up. So you have all the stuff like the Salem witch trials and stuff like that and all the, the cool stuff that goes, you know, around that. So this is one of my favorite times to come back here, you know, um, get some lobsters. Um, lobsters are like four bucks a, a pound out here. Um, so you get them super dirt cheap. So I get my fill of lobster rolls and clam chowder and <laughs> all that. It's the best time of year to be out here. Dude, you are fall better than New England. You are truly living the life. Good for you for being out there in New England. New England in the fall is absolutely stunning. We haven't been there, but it's on our list of places where we want to go and spend some time. And hopefully you'll be out there at the same time where we can go find some lobster together. Oh, I'm always out here and 
you know, like whether uh, you guys want a tour guide up towards Sugarloaf, um, one of my favorite home mountains out here where I spent a lot of time growing up and um, kind of cut my teeth, uh, you know, as a pro rider where I learned a lot of stuff. Love going out there towards the fall or if you're more of a coastal person, there's a lot of beautiful stuff up towards uh, down east. They call it down east because that's the way the trade winds blow. If you're a sailor, they blow down and then to the east. So it's, uh, it's a beautiful time. So heck yeah. I'd love it if you guys came out here. How fun. How fun for you. How fun for your family. Now, you split time between Maine. I know that you spend a lot of time in Nevada. You have friends or family there. And I know you have um, friends and family here in Denver. And you also have friends and family in Utah, in San Diego. And where don't you have friends? Wisconsin. Uh, uh, say, Wisconsin, uh, right. Yeah, Wisconsin. I grew up in Wisconsin. Uh, it's really cool to walk into any establishment and people say, oh, welcome back home. Yeah, welcome back home. You're like you're like that. Home. Remember, remember that show, uh, Cheers, and it's when you walk in and what was it, Norm? Right? They would say Norm when he Norm. walked into the Norm. bar. Cheers. They say now they say yeah. Jeff. Where you been? Yeah, yeah. fabulous, fabulous. Yeah. Listen, you are are people call you the Shredneck, Shredneck. Now, when I first heard that, I thought it was uh, kind of a relative term to the the Marines are called Leatherneck. And I know that you tried getting into the Marine Corps and weren't able to do that. But where does where does the name uh, Shredneck come from? What's what's that relate to? So Shredneck, um, snowboarders, surfers, skaters, um, we're called shredders because Shredding you shred the gnar. Got yeah, it, you, got it. you shred the gnar, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you send it that way. Um, so yeah, shredders, and then you know redneck. I, so skateboarders, snowboarders. Um, surfers, we're all like kind of influenced by music and stuff like, and pop culture out there of what's kind of cool and trending. And I never really fit into that, that whole trend. I was more of a redneck because I grew up in, I grew up on farms and stuff like that in Wisconsin. I grew up with trucks and working on cars and fishing and hunting. And there is one time I, uh, I showed up at Breckenridge and all my hunting gear um, cause we just, uh, we went hunting the day or the really early in that morning around like 4am. Um, so we're out hunting and then just decided to go put on my boots and go take a victory lap for the big old kill that we got. Um, and then just everybody caught, people started kind of calling me that. Um, I didn't really give myself that name. They just said, Hey, you're a shred neck. Um, it just stuck. It's one of those nicknames. And sometimes, you know, we get those those annoying nicknames like Mark Sanchez. You know, everybody knows him as a butt fumble. Um, he'll be known that for the rest of his life. He'll never live that down. But that's pretty know, sad. Like, oh, the shred neck. Yeah. Cool. You know what, though? He's laughing all the way to the bank with that. Every time somebody says butt fumble, he's, he'll forever be known as yeah. the guy that's a butt fumble. He'll always have a job or he could give a speech on that butt fumble thing. But for me, it was just the guy that was showing up as you know, had my, uh, my hunter hat on my, my, uh, blaze orange. And I just proceeded to drop a couple of runs that were just nasty spun one way, spun the other way. And they're like, Oh wait, you ripped dude. It just stuck from there. And then, uh, you know, every year after we'd get a deer and elk or, you know, whatever, wherever I was living at the time, we'd always go take the victory lap, me and my crew. So it was kind of the party in the red sea of that. And, uh, I always had, I can always keep like 50 pounds. I can't keep any more than that. So <laughs> I had a lot of friends that wanted free elk or deer meat or, you yeah. know, free fish. We could only keep about 15 a day. 
in Tahoe with company season. So I'd always bring extra people with me or, you know, you'd always try and give some of that away. Just help your friends, help your family, help your community. Absolutely. So kind of got to become popular. And then, uh, geez, there's a right around the time, like we had a whole crew called the Shrednecks where we all wore our safety vests and stuff like that. We all rode together. That's kind of like our, you know, biker gang thing, yellow, you know, the yellow safety vests. And sometimes they'd get you into concerts for free. <laughs> how fun how fun it it seems like you've lived you know kind of like a cat they say has nine lives and in this case jeff has you know 11 or 12 lives because you've been a snowboarder right As, um, and we're talking professional snowboarding not just uh, a weekend uh shredder if you will um surfer you're best-selling author you're an inspirational speaker and brand founder and you uh, brand yourself as an adventurepreneur what what does that uh, mean? What how, what's the significance of that? I, so Steve, I love wordplay. You know, shredneck, redneck, and that one was gifted to me. Adventurepreneur is just one I came up with, especially when everything shut down, and it was a way that I tried to just explain digital nomad. Digital nomad sounds cool. It sounds sexy, but being an entrepreneur, an adventurer, just sounds way more cool. Mm -hmm. um, so I started taking those two together and just plugging them in. So adventurepreneur, I'm always out adventuring things. Um, like I was, I was talking, uh, shoot, I think I was talking with Alethea where I would say, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to get back to normal, you know, <laughs> jumping out of planes and downhill mountain biking and snowboarding, big mountain and stuff like that. And everybody kind of laughs like, wow, you're normals. You got a pretty cool normal. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. an extreme. It's an extreme normal for by by most standards, right? Those of us who have offices and you know regular jobs and and those kinds of things. And you are certainly living the dream that a lot of people would like to live. But you know, it's not by accident, right? This is something that you've done intentionally. You've intentionally set up your life uh, to be like this, and that you just kept. Um, adding one thing on top of the other that kind of complements the whole package of how you serve entrepreneurs and other high performers that want to not only live the kind of lifestyle you have, but to have the success, right? To generate the money, to build the companies and to make an impact on society, right? What kind of people are you, um, what kind of people do you work with in your adventurepreneur, <laughs> adventurepreneurism? <laughs> Adventurepreneurial, the adventurepreneurial you're, you're training place. because you provide yeah. coaching and training, yeah. right? And so, yeah, what kind yeah. of people do you work with? Uh, so, I mean, these are ADHD, oh, look, uh, squirrel, B. Uh, a lot of them are in that space where they're like, oh, my God, I can't sit still. Um, they're the, the kinesthetic people, the people learn by moving and the, they, uh, they function well, like after, you know, doing like movement and stuff like that. So we'll go out there and we'll go snowboard and then we'll go talk about our businesses. Typically there are people that are also, they're stuck. I've been stuck before too, where um, I, co I coined it the chief everything officer with a pain in the ass. So my favorite thing to do is help them go from chief everything officer with a pain in the ass to CEO with an asset, um, taking them from owner operator into ownership where they're free and they can come take these fun adventures and do fun stuff with me like well we work on our business but typically what i've found is they're they're hesitant to kind of give up that uh 
that that role at first where they think it's always better if I do it myself. I have to do everything. Nobody does it better than me. So there's a lot of stuff that we kind of have to go through and through. Like it starts with mindset and, you know, like getting rid of a lot of those limiting beliefs, identifying those and then releasing a lot of those limiting beliefs and then building a lot of stuff around those. And then from there, uh, once we kind of clear up the mindset, then it's building systems and processes around them. Kind of the, the boring stuff, but it's, it's really where I, where I thrive just because I love setting them free. Um, systems and processes, um, stuff that you can automate, um, automate and dominate. And then from there, it's a uh, human capital, but it's really about, you know, one first making sure they're aligned with their true North and that their, their mind and mind, body, spirit, everything's aligned. Um, and then from there, it's, it's really where the magic happens. We have that true North and then it's, it's charting your navigational path, um, or your chart as we call it in the boating world. And then from there, it's hiring a crew and that's when you're, uh, you're unstoppable. Um, once you have all that, you're scalable, you're free because I think at the, the end of the day, um, we're just such a, a transactional society. Um, you know, we're, yeah, it's awesome. Um, our mind can actually like fix a lot of these equations and we're kind of moving towards more of a transformational society. And that's, that's where the magic happens. I like to help them on the transformational level and ultimately the transmutational where you can take that one uh, negative side and turn it into an upside. Um, and from there, um, between all three of those and the trifecta, I call that transcendence, um, where you're kind of in that happy, awesome flow state. Absolutely. How wonderful that you're able to do that. And I can see now as you're describing how you uh, work with these um, executives and entrepreneurs that want to level up, right, to whatever level that is, how um, taking them on adventures is kind of your pattern interrupting, right, which is one of the things that I learned during my training with uh, Tony Robbins as a strategic intervention trainer, um, is we got to go in and interrupt the patterns. And I love the way you do it is by saying, hey, CEO, CFO, whoever you are, CMO, you know, entrepreneur, you're the one that cleans the toilets and you serve the customers and you, you know, do the books all at once. Come out, let's have an adventure because that allows them to kind of escape the day-to-day routine. And it's by taking them out of that box that they've put themselves in that they're allowed to, they give themselves the freedom to think, right? And to ask new questions and to see things in a way that they hadn't before, simply because they've gone surfing or cycling or hiking or, you know, uh, sky gliding, hang gliding, or, you know, parasailing or whatever it is that, that you want them to do. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's more, what do they want to do? What do they want to do? Okay. What do they want to do? You know, we kind of set the destinations. It's what do they want to do? It's the group, group dynamics of the group kind of sets the the tone for the dynamics. Um, it's what I've come to learn. You don't want to, push people way, 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 way outside of their comfort zone. Right. You want to right. push them outside just a little bit. And then it's, you know, the cl- the group collectively, they push them side- themselves a little bit further uh, beyond that. But the group kind of sets the tone for it. And then you're just kind of there holding space for the group and kind of being the guide um, yeah. with, the, with the adventures and with the extreme activities. 
How wonderful, because I can imagine that a group, you know, once they get a little bit of uh, confidence, right, and they get to know each other a little bit, then they start egging each other on, they start pushing each other. And that's when you, as the as the coach, the facilitator of this experience, you get to see true, true transformation, and you're watching them transcend from, you know, stuffy CFO, this is the way I do things, to now, oh my gosh, look at what else I can do, right, with these systems and processes that you help them put in place, which you say they're boring, but that's where the rubber meets the road, right? Because there's a lot of people that say, I want to be in business. I want to grow in business. And first thing you ask is, you know, what's your plan? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm just going to go out and make pizzas and sell them. No, you, you still got to have a plan, right? Oh, yeah. You still got to have a plan. And you still got to think backwards from that plan. Um, we all graduate, case in point, we all graduate high school. You have years, semesters, quarters, and then you can kind of break it up in between those those sub areas, and you want to have a look, you know, a really big hundred x at the at a, excuse me, you want to have the the wide angle view hundred uh, x where you're kind of zoomed out at the whole like macro view, and then you want to zoom in hundred uh, x to the to the micro views and every every little inch, um, it's small steps lead to massive victories at the end of the day. Indeed. Absolutely. How, how super fun. Now, Jeff, um, we met well before uh, this particular project, the Voices of Impact Awards, and well before launching this show. As you know, the Voices of Impact Awards is all about stories and, and, and stories that inspire humanity. And you have bunches of stories from your years on the mountain slopes and in the water and all the other amazing things that you've done. What is, to you, what what is the meaning of, of, of stories? In other words, why are stories so powerful in, from your perspective? I didn't say this and I didn't make this up, but I've always heard facts tell, stories sell. And it's people relate with that, especially if you can interconnect all the facts really well within storytelling. And you look at some of the most amazing people out there, some of the most amazing leaders, they're telling stories. Maybe they're telling it from a future tense of what we're going to do like JFK, where we're going to go, we're going to put a man on the moon. Why? Because it's there. You know, he's essentially telling that story. You look at all the amazing leaders out there where they've, they've said, hey, this is where I've come from, or all or our whole lives. You know, even the Bible, you know, there's stories and stuff interwoven in that. And it's so, it's so key because stories, we're all hardwired just to, to remember stories. Where unless you're somebody that's absolutely data-driven, data, uh, super analytical, um, you're not going to remember too many of those facts. And who's really going to pay attention to something that's just facts without the stories? I mean, we go to movies to go see stories. Mm -hmm. um, you listen to music, there's stories. Um, we go to events and stuff like that to bring back stories that apply and ultimately shape our lives. Exactly. Shape our lives. The stories connect us. And that was one of the things that, uh, how did, I don't quite remember how you and I met. Um, sure, we were introduced, but one of the things that impacted me first about you was the stories. I said, you know, tell me, where's Jeff Lavin been? Who Who is he, right? And you immediately start launching into this 
story about your your days as a snowboarder and how you got you know all these um uh brands uh coming to you for assistance in marketing and then you get into building your own snowboards and launching a company around that and um running for congress in california and just all these wonderful things share with us one of your favorite stories from all of your adventures one of the favorite stories that you love to share on stage I love sharing this because it always gets people laughing. Um, so there I was, Mountain Hood, um, 2005. I was out there competing in a competition. And, geez, we just, I think we made the trip like a night or two before. And we are camping. So, I mean, we are limited on, you know, stuff we could eat and stuff we could drink. And we had a, a few of those, uh, it was either hams or rainier beer out there. Um, we had a few of those kind of the night before and then um, – going into the to the jumps the next day um we were out there for asj um as a summertime competition this happened like towards the end of june july mount hood actually it's it's a glacier so it's a glacier snow field where it holds snow year-round out in oregon so we're out there for this competition and i remember they had to they had to put the salt down because the jumps get all slushy and you know the snow kind of gets super super soft and super slow so they wanted to go fast so i'm going out there for my first run after they just iced everything down i had kind of my practice warm-ups and stuff like that so this is where it gets this is where it gets good there i was you know i hit the jump i go in throw my uh do a spin this way 540 this way land and then i go do a backside seven truck driver and i completely overshoot that jump and i go board um board but and then kind of lay down i'm like all right um run back up because i'm all amped up on adrenaline you're in a competition you're with some of the best people out there i'm like all right cool like let's get the second run out really quick so i go do the same 540 off the first jump go into the second jump uh throw a setup carve kind of a speed check um shave off a little speed backside seven same truck driver spin i'm like oh no (laughs) I felt stuff dripping down my shorts Uh-oh. and then I spin off the jump the next time I feel it all going into my boots. And then I had two rails to hit. So I spin one way on this rail, do kind of do a 270 and then do another board slide down the rail. I didn't even listen to my score. I just ran to the, to the port of body and took a silly <laughs> knife and cut everything off. And it was a giant mess. And there's a, I ended up going down and taking the jump on the lake and just getting rid of all my gear. So the <laughs> motto of the story is we all, we all got crap. Um, literally, <laughs> uh, or metaphorically, don't let a little bit of crap oh hold my you goodness. down or hold you back. Oh my goodness. That is the, I've, I've never heard anything like that before. <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible. So how did you finish overall the, the race, the, uh, mm. the competition? Did you place? Oh, I, I, I got top 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got top 10, which I was like, all right. Um, it was respectable because there's a lot of heavy hitters um, as, out there at that time. As you approached the podium wrapped in a towel. <laughs> <laughs> wrapped in a towel, yeah. Oh, man. That wow. was, uh, you know, and I've talked to a lot of other guys where uh, one, of my, uh, one of my buddies, he's always had issues with uh backside rodeo where he's kind of like, over, it kind of throws you into, if you set that, that trick a little weird, it'll send you more into a flip and you can almost go around a second time or you can really butt check on that one. 
and he said he's he's had accidents a couple times and uh, one of my other friends said yeah you're not pushing it snowboarding unless you completely crap your pants wow Uh, and you look at the some of the oh geez there's like team dookie out there forever where there's a bunch of riders in the early 90s i read about where yeah you, you push it hard um you land from high heights and hit certain areas you can't always hold it back wow that's his life yeah definitely and that's the sport too because i i never knew that those Mm -hmm. kinds of um you know experiences took place for for the competitors that's that's fascinating um but what i love about you sharing that story is that and, and i'm sure you've got you know many 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 other similar or types of, you know, different types of stories is that you're able to draw from it, right? You're able to draw um, lessons from that, right? I mean, one could be, one obvious lesson could be, be careful what you eat for breakfast or lunch in front of a competition, right? Because that would affect your performance and, you know, your bodily functions as you're trying to do these (laughs) tricks and and those kinds of things. Uh, But the other one is that, you know, how you dealt with it right? Is you didn't let it stop your performance. You probably at some point realized, oh, something's going on here. I know what it is, but you have to push that out of your mind really quick because you're in the middle of it and you're in the middle of delivering, um, you know, a performance. You're still wanting to do your best. And so you can't stop right there and just say, oh, sorry, guys, I got to go home. But that's a great lesson for leadership and entrepreneurs, that when they confront a challenge, when they confront an obstacle, things aren't going their way. Sometimes you can't just, you shouldn't just stop. You got to keep going and plow through it. Do you agree? Absolutely. What's that saying from Back to the Future? You put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. And for every problem, there's a solution. And this is another one that I kind of took away from a cousin. And this is a, this was said by my great uncle, stay calm, stay present, stay calm, stay present. Um, we're all dealing with, you know, stuff at home or stuff at work or, you know, stuff in our stuff in our businesses, but we stay calm, stay present. We'll get through it. And, you know, sometimes it's a crappy situation, but what's that saying? This too Pardon shall pass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sometimes it's, uh, yeah, sometimes you got those, those bad situations, but it's too shall pass. Staying calm, staying present, it's, uh, it's helped me a lot. Very good. Well, you're fortunate that your nickname wasn't tied to that particular event. <laughs> oh, it, it very well could have been. Yeah. Uh, my nickname came out a little bit before that event, but yeah, that could have gone one or two ways. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Jeff, um, as you know, the uh, here at the Voices of Impact Awards, we're inviting um, members of the public. They don't have to have a- any speaking experience. They can be emerging speakers or even executives, uh, first responders, healthcare workers, um, doctor, lawyer, you know, that know they have something of value that they want to share, but have never really given much thought to, hey, I want to be a speaker, right? Or I want to write a book. Um, What would you say to an individual like that? Because we all have value, we all matter. What would you say to them to encourage them to step forth and share their story with the world? Why would that be important? Well, there's always, there's always my two words that'll change your life. Send it. 
Send those it. very two words. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, what's Mel Robbins has the, the five second rule or something yeah, like the that. Five second it, rule. It, it takes, yeah, it takes, how long does it take to say send it? Uh, one or two seconds. So, you know, sometimes you got to say, screw it, let's do it. Um, there's no better time than right now to share your story. Um, especially, especially for the older generation out there, you know, like this is, this could be a legacy. This is your chance to be heard and be heard by everyone and leaving that, that lasting impact. And, you know, people my age, um, this is a great time to kind of be in that, that stage of influence where we can speak up and we can speak down. Um, and finally, we're still cool enough to be accepted by that younger generation, but also you're still cool enough to be, uh, you know, accepted by the, you know, your mom and dad's generation. It's, it's a great time to be alive, but also younger generation, you guys, you're going to make an impact in this world right now. Um, you know, I, I've always said it's, it's our generation that's going to kind of set the foundation, but it's really the generation Z out there that's going to absolutely make a difference and completely change and revolutionize the world. So this is your chance to be heard and to be respected by people my age, uh, which I don't know. People still say, how the heck are you 40? Uh, if you talk like one of us, um, yeah, like we're, this is your chance to hear that. This is your chance to be respected by your grandparents and just to be heard, to get your message out there. And shoot, when I wanted to be a speaker, <clears throat> I mean, I got lucky enough to um, where Oakley was having me speak or Monster was having me speak, um, you know, at events, schools and stuff like that, um, various other things. So, I was lucky to have that to segue into speaking. But nowadays, if you want to get into speaking, there's so many hurdles and you got to have like five figures or, you know, dollars $30,000 out there. This is your opportunity for a low cost, low entry point, low risk to completely go out there and send it. And there's no better stage right now that's really out there leveling the playing field where, oh, geez, um, somebody said, you know, in regard to like, there's a lot of high ticket stuff out there. Um, somebody said, um, serve the masses, live with the classes. And yeah, I'm a big believer in that. Um, you know, my, uh, my, uh, just my motto in my life, uh, my life's purpose, um, it goes a lot beyond like religion and theology. Uh, it says I have to do whatever I can with whatever I can, however I can to make a difference and make an impact. Um, and this is your chance to kind of, have the same motto to take this and to go so much further beyond this and with such a awesome opportunity at such a low cost i mean this is what somebody would go out to eat and spend so you have nothing to lose and for me i'd be like where's the the matter send it so I'd just be clicking send it right there and entering my information, entering my uh, my credit card information, and then uploading uploading my awesome content. And even if you're even if you're unsure, do it anyways. Do it anyways because the person you become by stepping in fear, it's it's a game changer. Action cures fear. 
Action Cures Fear. And you heard it here, ladies and gentlemen, action. And this is a true action hero right here. I mean, he's he's done it. The surfing, the snowboarding, the cycling, and all the other things that uh, Jeff has done on an extreme level, uh, not just as casual writers that uh, we might be, right, <laughs> on, on the weekends. Um, so thank you for that, Jeff. I love what you said about, um, you know, the importance of sharing your story and for many, many people, this is a chance for them to leave their legacy, as you said, right? It's to, you know, you, you've lived life, you've lived a full life, you've, you've had ups and downs like most of us do, like all of us do, really. Um, but what are you going to leave us with, right? What are you going to leave the world with? What are you going to leave the current generations and then future generations with? This is a chance to do that because once you appear on this program, um, your talk is going to be recorded um, and your message is going to be shared with the world. And unless the internet goes up in smoke, which I, you know, I don't see that at least not in my lifetime um, and maybe not even yours, Jeff, uh, it's not going to happen. So you're going to have this opportunity without writing a book, without, as Jeff said, spending 30, 40, $50,000 to try and get on a stage. Um, it's a simple way for you to make a contribution that's going to last and that's going to change somebody's life. Um, Jeff, uh, final question as an official resource partner of our program. Thank you for stepping up and locking arms with us and agreeing to uh, mentor our audience. Um, they're going to get a free gift from you. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah. So there's a couple of things. One, my book. Um, it's best selling book right now. Get awesome. Bum beyond where passions meet purpose. <clears throat> I'm giving you the, you can click and download it free PDF for that. Yeah. Um, within that, there's some other cool stuff. Um, also we're throwing in the adventurepreneur community where you're in and you're part of that. You can see all the, the cool interactions. We have a really cool Facebook group where other people can connect with everybody and everybody's kind of on Facebook and if Facebook's not anything, don't worry. You got Instagram and there's a lot of that. Um, as well too. We're constantly uploading and updating content. Um, then as well, um, we have our coaching team. So there's a, there's a call with that too, just to kind of, you know, clarity call where we help you set your purpose and stuff like that and kind of ask and ask questions and guide as well too. Um, and then also there's a connection with me as well too, where you can book on my calendar. So throwing in a lot of cool stuff um and just really excited to to see this um i i believe in making an impact and this is my opportunity to make an impact and if it uh if it helps you guys uh, click that button right there the heck yeah be excited you're invited be excited you're invited <laughs> Thank you so much for that. Appreciate it. Um, you, you are just a, a phenomenal uh, businessman, uh, you know, a superhero um, in real life, I think, from all the uh, activities that you've done and and more so the the people that you're helping that and that you've ha helped. Um, 
in a, in a very unstructured way. Um, and so I know that a lot of our audience members are going to find you refreshing. They're going to love wanting to connect with you and wanting to work with you and go on one of these adventures. And so, ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching the program or if you're listening to this on our podcast, you can connect with Jeff Lavin by going to the Voices of Impact Awards at voiawards.com forward slash Jeff Lavin. And you'll be able to see his page. You'll be able to get a free gift from Jeff. Is, uh, he mentioned it's his uh, best-selling book, which is a phenomenal book that is um, full of information for leaders and entrepreneurs who want to elevate uh, their lives and just make more impact through the businesses by becoming better people right? Um, you're going to get to enjoy his uh, and be part of his adventurepreneur community. Um, be invited to the uh, activities that he's having. And um, hey, you might even learn to snowboard at the same time, or maybe be a part of Jeff's company. I know you mentioned the other day, Jeff, that you were thinking of going back into making snowboards. Is that right? You know, I, I say that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really miss it right now. And <clears throat> um, one of the big things I took away, um, and it's a big joke in the ski industry. If you want to make um, a little bit of money, or you want to make some money in the ski industry, start with a lot of money. So yes, yeah, start with a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> start with a lot yeah. of money. So you know, and it's it's one of those things where I've I've tossed around the idea of just doing it more as a as a passion project, and not really because I'm I'm kind of at that stage right now where I can kind of have a passion project and if it makes money awesome for a while there that was uh that was my main gig um so that was you know i kept the lights on that kept food on the table but now it's kind of it's on the back burner but um you know i'm leaving uh i'm leaving the doors open leaving the door open. A break for making boards taking a break for the last couple of years um from the snowboard industry but that door is always wide open and it's uh it's given me a lot so whatever I can do to give back. And it's, it always be my community. It gave me so much. Very good. So if you're watching out there and you're interested in making snowboards and you want someone to make them with Jeff just said the door is open. So I would definitely call on him <laughs> to do that because you might just be launching a brand new enterprise with a master, uh, someone that knows the snowboard industry inside and out. And that's Mr. Jeff Lavin. Jeff, I'm so grateful that you were here with us today. I truly appreciate your time. I truly appreciate uh, the contributions you're making to the Voices of Impact Awards as, as a mentor and um just grateful to have you. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome, Stephen. Thanks so much for, for building this stage and making, creating everything you're doing. I totally wholeheartedly and the world needs more of this, especially right now. You're absolutely right about that, my friend. Thank you again. And ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of our uh, this particular episode. I'm Steve Gallegos, your host with the Voices of Impact Awards. And I'm so grateful that you were able to join us and listen in as our friend and mentor and coach Jeff Lavin talked to us about the, the joy of extreme sports, how he takes uh, the lessons and experiences uh, learned from those activities and he now helps entrepreneurs, other peak performers, and just individuals who want to level up their game by taking them out on these really, really cool adventures to stretch themselves, to get them a little bit out of their comfort zone, all with an eye towards becoming better, better humans, better parents. Oh, before I go, Jeff, free range humans. 
right? You're building free range humans. Tell me what that's about real quick. <clears throat> so free range humans, um, kind of like what we're talking about there, uh, mind, body, spirit, um, where we're meant to solve all our transactional problems. And first and foremost, solving that transact, all those transactional problems um, and creating solutions behind those. So creating a value portfolio, acceleration portfolios with their companies, setting people free. So they can focus on being transformational and transmutational and transcend and not having to have a location, being location anti-centric. So you can go wherever you want to go, whenever you want to go, with whomever you want to go with, whenever you want. I don't know, I've heard it said a few times, so I'm probably messing it up, but <laughs> you have the freedom. So if you want to be on a sailboat for a year, go be on a sailboat for a year. If you want to go... And I've lived this life since 2003. If you want to go back and forth between Maine, Wisconsin, Tahoe, San Diego, you know, all my favorite places, you can do it. And if you want to do it in a truck camper, a van, or by jet, however it is that you want to do it, you can be free. And being a free-range human, it's, uh, it's an amazing experience. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. So if you have any desire, and I think we all do want to get, you know, just rid of the shackles and go and be a free range human, then I certainly suggest that you contact Jeff Lavin by going to the Voya Awards and checking out his page, making contact with Jeff and getting uh, everything you need to your systems and processes to become a free range human. Once again, I'm Steve Gallegos. Check out the Voices of Impact Awards. Bring your story to life. Bring your story to the stage. We're giving you that opportunity and you get a chance to win $20,000 plus a book publishing contract from Morgan James Publishing, which is one of the leaders in the publishing industry. Um, so hopefully you'll do that and we'll see you then. Thank you.